0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Tulsa, Oklahoma with my new friend, Kevin Matthews II of BuildingBread.com. He was born and raised in Tulsa and now educates first-time investors on how to enter the stock market with confidence. In this episode, Kevin and I talk about visiting Greenwood Rising to learn about the legacy of Black Wall Street, taking a walk at The Gathering Place, an award-winning park on the banks of the Arkansas River, and exploring the world-class collection of art at the Philbrook Museum of Art you hear about these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone that wants to visit Oklahoma, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Kevin's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Tulsa. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So we connected on Instagram. I I see all your cool videos and everything like that. And you know, doing a little, uh, I guess, internet sleuthing on you. I I saw that you're located in Tulsa. I'm like, oh man, we don't have any episodes on Tulsa. So I've heard a lot of great things about the city and want to be able to have you come on the show and and share your tips. Yeah, I'd love to. Absolutely. So what's your connection to Tulsa, Oklahoma?
1: I was born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I spent the first... Twenty to twenty two years in the city and the state, and it's uh where my where I live currently and where my family still is
0: nice nice so uh what's one of the major things that keeps you there in the city
1: for me it's it's the familiarity that's something that that is big to me also affordability is important as well i've I've lived in New York, lived in north Carolina, Dallas, and everywhere in between, but it is something about the affordability of Tulsa, Oklahoma that really keeps me here
0: nice nice. Obviously growing up there and spending most of your life there, you've come and seen like the the city grow and and change over the years. Uh, If you had to describe like the people or the city in, in just a couple of words, how would you do that?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good question because Tulsa is, is I would say right in the middle in terms of not necessarily the biggest city, but not the smallest town. So for me, I would say that the people are excited, but relaxed, gentle and kind and I would say curious.
0: Tulsa is definitely a curious city. Well, fantastic. So if somebody's planning a, a trip there, uh, what's the weather like throughout the year? Because I know obviously living in California, like I used to, like we had like one season. Now that I'm in Nashville, I get to experience all the seasons and I'm not exactly the happiest uh, during the wintertime. If somebody was planning a trip to Tulsa, like what's the weather like throughout the year And and are there certain festivals or events that happen that maybe somebody wants to plan a trip around that?
1: Sure. I would say in general, be prepared for any and everything for weather in Tulsa and just Oklahoma in general. So we are known to to be one of the most erratic states when it comes to weather. I've had years where Christmas has been 60 degrees. I've had years where Christmas is, you know, negative five. (laughs) So it can definitely be all over the place. I will say in general, the summers, especially between July and August can be extremely hot. So pack sunscreen, water a hat and everything in between there the fall for me is always my best season because it is right there in the middle not too hot not too cold and the spring can be pretty good i would be aware that in the springtime you can hit a lot of storms some people love a nice rainy rainy day and a thunderstorm which can be calming at least at least for me but do be aware of that because you could hit a lot of plane delays and things of that nature.
0: Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, it's kind of cool just to be able to sit out on the porch and like watch the storms and everything like that. But yeah, if you have a lot of like adventures planned and and have a lot of activities, it can kind of dampen that day for sure. Exactly, exactly. Uh, speaking of that, like, what are some of like the the major events that people want to plan a trip around?
1: Sure. So Tulsa, because Tulsa is growing so rapidly, there are a lot of new things that that pop up on the calendar. I will say we do have Mayfest, which obviously happens in May, in the middle of May each year. We'll have musicians come in, huge festival, which is always fun during the beginning of the summer. We also have a Juneteenth festival that we've had well over, I would say starting in the 90s is at least the first one I remember <laughs> for obvious reasons was in the 90s that still goes on. And then there are a lot of events in the end of June, uh based on the, the Tulsa race massacre and commemoration events and concerts around that as well.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I guess also there's like the, the Tulsa State Fair and some other things like uh, obviously Oktoberfest. I like, I think everybody loves that during October. Yeah. Yep. And then uh I guess it's also a pretty big football town too, right?
1: Yes, definitely a big football town. We're we're mostly a it's just a huge football state. So before we got the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is about Hour, hour and a half away from Tulsa, it was just Oklahoma football and Oklahoma State football. So any Saturday, you are going to find bars crowded. The town will get quiet because everyone is somewhere <laughs> watching the game. And again, I, I think that, that brings up the nostalgia for me for the fall. And then Friday nights for, for high school football tends to be a big deal as well.
0: Oh, sure, sure. Okay, so if people want to plan their trip and, and come out there, is there a, a major airport in Tulsa? Or like the, are we going to be able to fly directly into there? or is it more of like a hub uh, airport where you're going to have to stop someplace along the way? You're more
1: than likely going to have to stop somewhere on the way. It's Tulsa International Airport. The I was going to say the ticker symbol since I'm mostly in the investment world. <laughs> but the airport code is TUL. If you are flying in, usually American will get you there the fastest. I normally, when I'm flying home or, or have to get to family or anything, I usually have to fly through Dallas first or Atlanta but normally we're, we're kind of like a secondary airport, but still there are a few international flights, but I would say American and probably Southwest comes in second in terms of the numbers of flights
0: into Tulsa. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Southwest is my favorite for sure. I got I love, I have that companion pass. It's like one of the best things ever. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, okay. So say we fly into the airport there. Uh, we want to get around. Do we take public transportation from the airport? Do we rent a car? Do we just get like a, a ride share? How do we do that? I would highly suggest
1: getting a rental car. One, it's just because you're on your own schedule, your own autonomy there. But being in Oklahoma, you don't have a ton of public transit options. There is a bus, but it's not as robust. Now, part of that is I lived in New York, so there's a little bias there. I want 24-7 things. Uh, So we don't have that in Tulsa. And you usually are pretty fine using rideshare and Uber. Generally, I would prefer getting around for a rental car.
0: Sure, sure. And so if we rent a a car, then uh, what's the parking situation like?
1: I have never in my life had issues with parking. (laughs) Now the city (laughs) is growing. I will say that the city is growing. So there there may be some, some occasions there's like a concert or something of that nature, but yeah, parking tends to be relatively cheap. I haven't had any issues whether you're parking downtown for events or just anywhere for, for any events, but parking tends to, to come easy.
0: Okay. And then as far as like uh, booking our hotel and everything, are there certain parts of the city that we should avoid or that we should kind of focus in on so that way we can hit some of the major attractions?
1: Yeah. If, if I were looking for a hotel, I would either look downtown because it's centrally located and there are a few venues and things there. It all depends on what you're looking for. And then I would definitely look in South Tulsa. If you're someone who wants to do more of the shopping scene, wants to do more of the art galleries and things of that nature, then you definitely want to be on the South side of town. Okay. Uh, do you have any recommendations for hotels? Not any specific, only because as as a native, I'm usually you know at home. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So, Makes a little bit difficult, but uh, but those are two areas. Just in general, you usually want to be
0: in. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I just don't want the listeners reaching out to you and asking if they can like bunk in, in one of your in your rooms or something. <laughs> so I did a little research and I saw because I like to use miles and points when I travel to save money and everything. And I saw some uh, I saw some really cool options like the uh, the Ambassador uh, Hotel in Tulsa. It's like part of the Autograph Collection from Marriott, uh, the Hyatt Regency Downtown, kind of that downtown area you mentioned, uh, the Tulsa Club Hotel from uh, it's a Curio Collection by by Hilton. Uh, I guess it's in the Tulsa arts district and we'll probably talk about that in a little bit as well. I always also look for, try to find something that's a little bit more of like a boutique, like local hotel. That's got a little bit of that local flavor and uh, the, the Mayo hotel. It's I guess a historic hotel that's located in the the downtown area. So those are some pretty good options. If you're looking to use miles and points or just want something like that local experience versus like the the cookie cutter holiday and express type of thing. Uh, So beyond that, what are some of the best things to do in Tulsa?
1: Tulsa has a lot of things to to get into. So it definitely depends on what type of person you are and what you're looking for. I would say one of the biggest attractions right now is a Gathering Place, which is on Riverside. It is one of the largest parks in America. It was built to rival Central Park in New York. And for me, especially with, with my two kids, we have fun as just parents before them had fun just as an adult. There's a lot of things to, to get into there. I still have not explored every square inch just yet. And that's something that's just kind of on my bucket list. So that's definitely one that I think is probably a central central hub of, of interest. If you're into art, we have a few art museums. Uh, the Gilcrease Museum and the Philbrook Museum of Art is are two primary places that I love to go to. And then we also have an architecture museum. Tulsa was really built on a lot of 1920s art deco style architecture. So for those who are really into that, that's something you definitely want to check out. And if you are into that, I would definitely suggest staying in the Mayo because that's going to give
0: you a lot of access to the area too. Oh, fantastic. And uh, mentioning that you have kids, from what I saw, that the Tulsa Zoo actually has like over 1,600 animals uh, that you can go and check out. That seems like a really cool spot if you're traveling with kids. Yes, definitely. And then, um, you know, a lot of times I travel with my wife and, and we get grandma to watch the kids or something. And, you know, we get a, get a chance to be able to go out and, and do some adult things. And I saw that the Tulsa Performing Arts Center has like the Tulsa Ballet, Opera, and a Symphony Orchestra. So it, it seems like a really good place to catch a show.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. One of the best places to to catch a show, and then you're right across the street from the BOK Center as well. So if there's a, a major concert or someone in town, that's another place that you could go. Both of those are, are right downtown. So that's kind of one of the, one of the reasons I've said, hey, if you go, if you're downtown, you can hit a few spots there. Uh, so that that's another advantage.
0: Nice. Okay, and so uh, can you tell us a little bit about that uh, the Tulsa Art uh, Deco District?
1: Yeah. So. Again, we're we're like a mid tier mid tier city if you ask me. Uh, so it is it is something you can actually do within a day, as opposed to like New York and you're you're wandering forever. <laughs> so something you can it's it's bite size something you can do in a day. And I would say I want to say it's Main Street. It might be Main Street and Seventh where there's. We have the entire street usually kind of blocked off, depending on what time of day it is, where you can take pictures. But if you're, again, into architecture and you just really want to, to stare up and see how things were built, a lot of that has still been preserved. And again, one of my, my favorite places during the day.
0: Nice, nice. So, also talking about music and shows and everything like that, I don't really uh, remember this guy because I'm, you know, you're younger than me and I'm not that old myself, but I guess there's a, there's a, a, like a folk singer and songwriter, uh, Woody Guthrie. And I guess they have a a Woody Guthrie like museum and performing arts center or something like that for, to be able to see some of the things about his life.
1: Guthrie green. Yeah, that is relatively new. I've been to, there's an outdoor sort of pavilion area where they have performances and then the, the museum. So I haven't personally been to the museum yet, but the Guthrie green area is amazing to look at. You're also pretty close to the baseball park for the Tulsa drillers, which is pretty nice, uh, very inexpensive. You want to get kind of get out the house, watch some sporting events. That's a good place to to check out too.
0: Oh, fantastic! Now, like we said, like you know, you have kids. We a lot of times they have lots, lots of energy and they don't really want to be hanging out in museums. They want to be out running around and everything. And I saw there's some pretty cool trails around. One of them I saw is like called uh, Spruce Creek Trail. Have you heard about that? That one I haven't heard of. Okay, yeah, I was looking on uh, looking online and, and looking at some of the trails and everything. Apparently, it's like a, it's a twelve mile trail located in the Tulsa Hills, and it offers like stunning views of the Tulsa skyline. So it seems like a pretty cool spot.
1: So that that actually makes sense. So I, I haven't been to that specific trail, but the Tulsa Hills, Hills area is used in the south side. is on the south side of the town. I've done a helicopter tour from out there. There's also a huge shopping center out there as well. And because it's obviously the hilly area of town, it does have a lot of nice views <laughs> of downtown. So I'll, I'll actually have to check out the the walking trail. But Tulsa Hills again, if you're you're into shopping, there are a few restaurants out there, and there's some some aviation activities too.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, another spot that I saw that seems like a like a cool like nature spot is the uh, the Oxley Nature Center. Have you heard of that one? I have heard of that one. Yeah, and uh, from what I saw, I guess it's about a hundred acres. Uh, similar, in, I guess, similar in size to the Gathering Place, and uh, it's a good good spot with like hiking trails and a lake and a bunch of wildlife and everything. So it's a, it seems like a good spot to get some fresh air and, and, uh, burn off some of that energy. Absolutely. Right on. Let's see. So one thing that I saw that I'm always looking for like unique and kind of quirky things. Uh, and some of my guests, sometimes they don't really know about these things, but, uh, I saw there's a spot called the center of the universe. It's like, it's a,
1: (laughs) have you heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time as a youth (laughs) out there yeah so i have not i have not figured out how this thing works so the center of the universe there's a bridge structure that takes you across the train tracks into downtown and there's this like a metal plate in the center of this bridge and for some reason you can speak and be heard like you can hear your own echo outdoors on this this bridge like thing so i've been again fascinated about this place since i've been like seven and you know, I'll take my kids there. I've wandered around there in my twenties and still have not exactly figured this out. So there's something with the acoustics there. But it's uh quite interesting. It's obviously been there for for quite some time. But if you're downtown, it's just a, a short walk uh across the bridge to to see it. And it's uh it is confusing, but so interesting to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's something kind of cool like that. I, I think it just kind of blows your mind whether you're seven years old or you know 47, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. Looking at something that's a little bit more on the serious side. I know you talked about the the Juneteenth celebration earlier, uh, then also the the Tulsa massacre, stuff like that. Is there a place where we can learn more about that in Tulsa? Because I know I've I've learned about it on, on some of the podcasts recently and everything, and and I know sometimes there's museums or trails or those type of things where you can like learn more about historical events?
1: Yes. Greenwood Rising would be the place that you want to go to, which is right on Greenwood Avenue, which is where the event occurred. It was opened in 2022, I believe. So it's still relatively new and it was recently ranked on one of the top places for civil rights museums and places to learn. So it's definitely a place I would check out.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that's important. As I'm traveling with my kids around the world and everything, that obviously we want to have fun. We want to go out to do the hikes and the trails and the all the the fun things that go in a baseball game and stuff like that that you mentioned. But it's also important to make sure that they are learning about our history and our culture and some of the good history as well as some of the bad history, right? And so that way they get that that full perspective of everything you want to do as you're kind of raising your children, right? Yeah, I totally agree. Well, right on. Well, another thing that that I do whenever we travel is we try to like understand what some of the local food culture is It seems like it's, just, it's so interesting, even though America is like not that big of a place, like, there's so many different like food cultures in, in some of the different cities around, around the country. And, and so what are some like the, the must do like food experiences while we're there in Tulsa?
1: For me, there are two just in, you know, if I were to look at just two categories. So Oklahoma is very, very big On barbecue for some reason, the state of Texas gets a lot of that attention, but don't sleep on Oklahoma barbecue. (laughs) I would I would argue that we have a a better style of barbecue than most places in Texas. So there's one and then chicken fried steak. For, so I, I thought growing up, it was just me that I just, yeah, I'm just a chicken fried steak type of person. However, it is a part of the Oklahoma state meal. And there are a lot of good places that you can get a good chicken fried steak. I know it's a very specific dish, but it is definitely something that I just, I have to have, uh, whether I, you know, was away for college and it's like, look, I, this is the first thing I need to eat. As soon as I get off the plane, uh, definitely something you, I, I check out if you're visiting.
0: Right on. So I've never heard this before. Like, what is the actual state meal of Oklahoma?
1: It it is a weird thing, so it's uh, I, I don't know the the entire deal, but it's chicken fried steak. I think a side of like corn and mashed potatoes, a glass of milk. I don't know why that's the state drink. I would not suggest having all of these things together. That's just me. <laughs> but usually, when I, when I get a chicken fried steak, I'll get like some home fries or hash browns and, you know, some eggs or something like that. So that's what I do when when I go. But (laughs) the state meal, I don't even know, I don't know if every state has a meal. But if you look it up, we actually have a meal, it was instituted like 10 or 15 years ago or something crazy.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's always interesting. You're finding (laughs) out the food, uh, food cultures of of different cities I I speak to. So if we wanted a good chicken fried steak, where would we go for that?
1: There are a few places you can go to The Brook, which is near Riverside. I would say a little further south in downtown. For example, if you go to The Gathering Place, it's relatively close, like right around the corner from there. So if you want to have an activity and then go get a chicken fried steak after, <laughs> The Brook is the one place to go. Tally's, which is a really popular diner restaurant off of Route 66, is another place that I tend to go to. And perhaps my favorite, if I'm looking for it the absolute best. I'm probably going to go to Charleston's, which is also on Brookside, a little further South from downtown and Riverside.
0: Nice. Nice. And okay. So I love some good barbecue and you're you're hyping up the Tulsa barbecue. Uh, You're pretty good there. So where would I go for like that best barbecue? Oh man. (laughs)
1: So (laughs) there is, depending on who you ask, there's always a major debate. Me and my brother like one spot. My mom likes another spot. There's a, a bit of consternation around the best places. But for me, The absolute best place is Leon's Smoke Shack. That's number one for me every time. They also have a food truck that appears from time to time. But Leon's Smoke Shack is is number one for me. There are a few others that love either Oklahoma Style
0: or Burn Co. Those are two others. So Burn Co, okay. What about if, uh, you know, obviously if we're out doing the trails or hitting up some of the museums and everything like that, we want to have a good breakfast to start a day. uh, Where would we go for a good breakfast?
1: For a good breakfast, that would be... Ba- either back to Tallies or the Brook would be the places I would go for for a very good
0: breakfast. All right, and then um, what if I'm like, you know, traveling with my wife, and you know, obviously I want to be able to take her out to a nice dinner, maybe something a little romantic, something like that. Where would we go for that?
1: There are a lot of good options. So actually, I'll, I'll tell you this: the best place to go is Utica Square. And that is because that is one of the more ritzy parts of towns and you have a bunch of different options. You have more of the the chains like Fleming's and you also have a lot of niche steakhouses that are specific to Tulsa. But anytime it's, you know, an anniversary dinner or, you know, taking my wife out somewhere, Utica Square is the absolute best place to go. You also have a lot of luxury stores, too, if you're into that. Any any good
0: recommendations of one of those six spots?
1: I mean, there's, there's Fleming's. This, this is usually the place that I go to, but if I'm not mistaken, I think that's more of a of a chain than Tulsa specific.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, well, cool. Well, Kevin, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips for Tulsa. I've learned so much and I can't wait to come out there and come visit and, and check it all out. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Tulsa, where should they go and what the Boston
1: Deli. Boston Deli is, I think, I, I would call that an underground spot. And they have, the most amazing brisket burger I've ever had in my life. I I shed a tear the first time I had it. (laughs) So Boston, uh, Boston Deli, it is, I think it is off of Sheridan kind of mid to South Tulsa. Go there. If I had one
0: meal, that would be the place I'd have to go. Wow, oh, that sounds amazing! Uh, right on. I'm, like, I'm getting a little distracted just like imagining it because I haven't had lunch yet and everything. So, <laughs> my, my stomach's growling at me. Right on. Well, like we talked about earlier, that obviously you were born and raised in Tulsa and grew up in that area. Obviously, left a little bit, you know, and then you came back. Uh, so, I'm sure you have some great memories. That's what. What's one of the most memorable experiences you've had? The most memorable
1: experience. I, I feel like this is is so. Southern small town type of thing. So this was the year was two thousand seven, <laughs> and there are three major high schools in the state, but there are two that are particularly known for football, high school football, and they were featured in ESPN for documentaries and everything in between. They've had I don't know four or five pro athletes come out of there in the last like ten or fifteen years. So those are Jinx High School and Union High School. So my school, Booker T Washington High School, the most historic of the three. Played them and we were in a smaller smaller conference and we were not supposed to win that game. They had won I don't know thirty six games straight. So we I played in the band so I get to watch every football game and we, it went to triple overtime and we won by a single point point. and it was one of the the craziest moments because you know that it's, it's Jinx High School they never lose they were on ESPN you know so that was that was one that I have still not forgotten to this day just because the the environment again another crisp fall night. And, you know, we, we came back and, and won that game. Now we don't talk about the next year when we lost 66 to six zero, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, probably a revenge game, I guess. Yeah, for it definitely was. Cause again, we were not supposed to win that game. So the fact that we won it was, was incredible.
0: And then uh, we forget everything else after that, <laughs> what the scores were. <laughs> hey, you know what? Once you get that win, you're like, oh, I'm I quit. I'm done. I'm yeah, out. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> you got to quit on that high note. Exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Speaking of good times and happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Tulsa?
1: Yeah, I would say McNeely's. I would say McNeely's specifically on a Wednesday because they have half-off beers and the burgers are amazing. And they're only like $5 a pop. So I don't know how many burgers you're supposed to eat in one sitting, but I do more than one. You get some really great food for cheap. Also, the sweet potato fries are amazing as well. And obviously, you have the beers left to right all across the wall.
0: Well, that's awesome. Again, <laughs> you're you're killing my stomach here. <laughs> I'm hearing all this stuff and I'm like so hungry, which makes me uh scared to ask number the, the next question is what's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Tulsa?
1: The best place for pepperoni pizza for me is Runaway Pizza. It is off of Cherry Street, maybe five or ten minutes from downtown. That's that's my my go to spot.
0: That sounds awesome. Now, I know that you're just from watching you on, on social media and everything like that, I know you travel all over the world and, and have a great time uh, doing everything you're doing. What's one of your best travel tips?
1: My best travel tip? For me, I, I feel like I'm generic. So for me, I, I never do a check-on. So I, for me, as portable charger, everything I'm, I'm carrying, it is with me and on me just because I can't do delays. I definitely can't do lost luggage. So I like going places where I hit the ground running, no matter where I am in the world. So that would be my my absolute favorite tip.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm, always, I'm team to carry on myself. You know, uh, I don't check bags because I got too many bad memories of, of bags getting lost and everything like that. And especially like when I worked in the corporate world, you know, a lot of times it was tough to get away. So we would do like, you're leaving right after you get off work on Friday, you come back late Sunday night, and you're only gone for 48 hours. You don't want to be wasting all that time, you know, checking bags and waiting at baggage claim. And, you know, and ain't nobody got time for, you know, losing bags. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: And then getting through security is just a whole lot faster. You know, I don't have to sit there and wait to wait in the line to get this giant bag checked and all that kind of stuff. So I, I like to run around. I like to be nimble. If I need to change clothes quickly, I can. And it's just I like just being mobile.
0: That's just my big thing. Absolutely. Well, again, Kevin, it's been great talking to you. I'm glad we connected on social media. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah. So I do personal finance, specifically investing for beginners. My job is to make investing simple. So I founded a company called Building Bread back in 2010. I've written two best best-selling books. You can also find me on Fortune, Business Insider, and YouTube where I post videos Monday through Friday.
0: Well, fantastic. Well, we'll definitely include links to all those in the show notes. And it was great talking to you and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thank you. What an interesting conversation with Kevin. I've listened to many of his interviews, and it is amazing how much there is to learn about our history and how important it is to learn from it so that way we don't repeat those mistakes. You can find all the links we talked about today and our one page guide to Kevin's tips at WeTravelThere.com forward slash We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being today's affiliate partner. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs so that way you can save Rico free while traveling. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code Lee to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we head to Tbilisi, Georgia to speak with my good friend Paul McDougall of TravelNest.com. In this episode, Paul and I talk about the sulfur baths in the Tubani district, going for a walk at Turtle Lake, and exploring the historic Old Town, a UNESCO World Heritage Site. You'll be join us when we travel there. I love hearing your feedback about the show, send me a tweet at wetravelthere or email me at wetravelthere.com forward slash contact to share your thoughts. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.